Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to Sheila Speaks. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. This show has been designed and created to empower you in your life, with your businesses, with your families, to educate you on things that maybe we don't often think about. Maybe things we often, maybe even have forgotten about. Could be things that you have never done before or things that maybe have never even been said before. All right, so thank you. Welcome, welcome. We have a really powerful, innovative conversation that we're going to have with you today. Here's the conversation. The United States of America closed for invention, innovation, and imagination. The United States of America closed for invention, innovation, and imagination. Well, now, what is Sheila speaking to today? I'm speaking to, if you haven't noticed, we've been closed for a few months. The biggest, most powerful country in the world. So what can we create out of that? What can we like inquire into around that? What are you seeing about that? What is COVID-19 unconcealing? What is COVID-19 revealing? What can we invent inside of what we're dealing with right now? Where's the innovation? And then what can you imagine? Because there's no going back. The past is just that, the past. Yesterday is gone forever. The way we do business is gone forever. Maybe even, I don't know, maybe even the way we educate. is Maybe the way we go to church. I, quite frankly, am really enjoying drinking my coffee for online church service on Sunday and sending my, you know, tithes through Cash App. I think it's incredible. So again, the United States of America closed for invention, invention, invention meaning the act or action of inventing something. So maybe right now it's not so much about, we would want to maybe use the word reinventing, when in fact the word is invention. Like it's up for invention, it's up for something new, it's up for something empowering. Innovation, a new method, idea, a product, I'm going to talk a little bit more about innovation in its modern meaning, and this is straight from the dictionary. A new idea, creative thoughts, new imaginations in form of device or method. Invention in its modern meaning is a new idea, creative thoughts, new imaginations in form of device or method. It's often viewed as the application of better solutions 
that meet new requirements, unarticulated needs. I love that. So there are needs we have that we see that are obvious, but then there are needs we see or that exist that have not been articulated. Existing market needs. We've unconcealed and revealed new market needs, like things that are needed that are new. Innovation takes place through the provision of more effective products, processes, services, technologies, or business models that are made available to markets, governments, and society. Is something that's original and more effective. And it breaks through the market. It breaks through society. It breaks through our brain, like what we already know, what we already do. If you're, ever, if you're right-handed, have you ever broken your right hand and was, were forced to write with your left hand? It's innovative. It's creative. It's something new. Some of the synonyms, which I love, change, alteration, revolution, transformation, metamorphosis, restructure, rearrange, renovate. So that's pretty cool. All right, and then there's your imagination. Imagination, the ability of the mind to be creative or resourceful, the faculty of forming new ideas. Some of the synonyms of imagination, creativity, creativeness, vision, inspiration, inventiveness, invention, hmm, resourcefulness, initiative, ingenuity, enterprise or enterprising, imaginativeness, Imagination is also described as the forming of experiences in one's mind, which can be recreations of past experiences, such as vivid memories. However, imagination helps make knowledge applicable in solving problems and is fundamental to integrating experience and the learning process. So imagine, and imagination evokes worlds, like worlds. The United States of America closed for invention, innovation, and imagination. So earlier I talked a little bit about you, if you broke your right hand and you had to start writing with your left hand. For argument's sake, let's just say that the United States of America, our right hand is broken, our, each and every last one of us. And now we gotta learn how to write with our left hand. We've gotta learn how to write with our left hand. We've been playing with writing with our left hand, maybe out of curiosity, but now it's a need. Who knows? what the left hand can write if we let it be unlocked, if we let it be unleashed, if we let it be something new, 
if we stop stepping over things that we've been stepping over. We can look at, and where we can look, we can look at the educational. Listen, I'm going to create a few worlds to evoke worlds in you. Because it's not going to be up to each of us to do our part, to play our part, to play our role, to step up, to stand out, to come together, to set the pace, to set new standards, to, uh, to, to really create a level of workability in the United States Senate, to really create a level of workability in Congress in ways like we've never thought before. The old way of thinking, being, and acting in our government is now completely and totally bankrupt. That's the good news. That's the good news. So there's this opportunity to invent, innovate, and imagine. The right hand is broken. What can, what will, and what do we want to invent newly that the left hand writes or creates? We can look at education. Let's look at education. You know, we, we found out one thing that COVID-19 unconcealed and revealed, you know, that there's not a computer in every household in the richest, most powerful nation on the earth. That's inappropriate, and we now know that's inappropriate. It's not wrong that it, that's the case, but now we know that's the case. Now we know to all of our Internet providers, maybe the Internet charges or cable charges won't be the same price everywhere. But every home, every household needs a computer and Internet service, each and every it's going to require innovation in how we run the country. So looking at the right hand and the left hand as far as education, again, thank God for technology. <laughs> the innovation around technology, the computers, the companies that manufacture computers, Zoom, LinkedIn, all the ways in which we are smartphones, oh my goodness, you know, really, just that was from, in, that was from invention, imagination, and innovation. And now what's required is to take it to the next level because what got unconcealed and revealed is there's not a level playing field. Every household in America did not have a computer. Every household in America did not have internet. I'm not going to go into the reasons and the stories and all that. It doesn't matter. Every household in America, this is now like a right. Every household. No home left out. And what it caused was, you know, we were able to receive information. Children were able to continue with their education. No, we didn't get to acknowledge and appreciate people the way we have in the past with graduation. And we found new innovative ways to do it. Drive-bys, we're going by my nephews this, 
Sunday for his drive-by from, you know, in graduating from Morehouse College. We have found innovative ways to do things. And now we really are going to, it, it's what's going to be required is that there's now that kind of inventiveness, innovation, and imagination in everything. Everything. Thank God for the medical professionals who really rose to the occasion in this country and in the world. It actually moves me to tears because I did lose a few friends and family members during COVID. But there's so many people who lived because of you, and you know who I'm speaking to. All the essential workers. And we got to start also seeing how all the roles and what everybody does connects to one another. And now we want to elevate and take that on to the next level. It's going to require something from all of us in the United States of America. All of us working together in a different kind of way. This country as we know it is complete. And as we've known it is complete. Some of it was complete before COVID-19. But now it's apparent and it's evident that change, transformation, metamorphosis. And then for those of us who, you know, if you're not an essential worker, truth is we're all essential workers. You're a worker. You're someone who's worked all your lives. There are people who have worked all their lives for everything that they have. And some people will be homeless after this that never would have been homeless. There's some businesses that will close after this that never would have closed. There are just the impact. I'm not going to pretend to know it all. I know that the impact is there and some of it is not great. So there's going to be a requirement from all of us. And even what we do require from our political leaders, there's got to be, and I'm speaking to you now, political leaders, there, there's got to be some new thinking, innovation, inventing, imagination. What you were going to run for, uh, for your political office this year prior to COVID-19 has forever changed. If you're listening to this conversation, you want to get this to the people that you're standing for in your communities. It has forever changed. If you are a minister, a pastor, a doctor, a chief executive officer, a nurse, a teacher, a paralegal, an NBA champion, you play for the National Football League, you play for the National Basketball Association, you're a hockey player, you're an actress, you're an actor, you're a billionaire. This is where we all come together to invent, imagine, and innovate something new, something that was not going to happen in America anyhow. It's now ready to happen. There's the opportunity to hear to, to no kidding in poverty, to end it. E-N-D, end it. As Dr. King says, what impacts one directly impacts us all indirectly. It's a part of one of his quotes.
If, if it's impacting anybody, then it's impacting you too, indirectly. It's time to end poverty and to get all of our school systems in the United States of America up online with every school system, not some districts getting money for computers and MacBooks and others not, laptops and others not. It's got to be 100% now, 100%. And if it's not happening in your community or neighborhood, then it may be the churches have to go to work on this. We've got to go to work in a new way. And we have farmers. But I got to tell you, there are people who have gardens. Gardens work. You can eat food from the garden. Seeds are not that expensive. So there are ways, in, and they're the small things I'm speaking to, and then there are the larger things I'm speaking to. It's time to end homelessness. Am I saying I know the answer? No, I'm not. I don't. But those of you who have had initiatives and projects, these things now need to launch. We have, this is the information age. We have access to information. But access is essential. You can take or leave what you watch, what you see. We have access. America, it's time to live up to who we say we are, that this is the superpower nation, and not from an arrogancy, from something that has been gifted to us, to whom much is given, much is required, much, much, and more much. And I really mean, I got moved by that because we've been given so much. And now it's time to show up and share and create something new. Some of us, for the first time during COVID, met our neighbors. We met our neighbors. We became friendly. Families have begun to eat dinner together. Children are playing more. And then on the flip side of that, there's been also more abuse. And it's time to end abuse. If you need to hit something, go get a punching bag. Or go run around the block, self-discipline. It's also unconcealed and revealed, you know, the mental health of many of us and the mental health of the country and society at large. So for me, this is a wake up. Wake up and smell the country. Wake up and smell your country, who we are, what we're capable of. We're capable of so much, so much. I really want to also take the opportunity to acknowledge, appreciate, and thank everyone who has been of service, the doctors, the janitors, the people who have to clean up behind the people who have been sick, people, you know, that we normally don't think about, but what people have had to deal with in funeral homes and even in the morgue, 
I have still a couple that died from COVID in the beginning of March. They won't be cremated until June. That's the earliest they can get that done. I mean, this has taken all of us. You know, we've had to sacrifice and really dig deep and expand ourselves as human beings to hold all of what COVID-19 and the coronavirus, you know, has, you know, caused, but not in a bad way or a right way or even a wrong way. What is caused in humanity and in society and in the world? You know, I really want to thank the nurses and the ministers and the counselors, the teachers. I want to thank the students, college students, people who worked on their masters, people who are graduating from high school, the kids graduating from nursery school. The way in which we acknowledged that in the past wasn't done this year. And we want to acknowledge you for your accomplishment and your hard work and your grit. I want everyone who's listening to this podcast and really everyone in the world to find yourselves acknowledged for the experience we've had. And again, the United States of America closed for invention, innovation, and imagination. So we've said a mouthful here. And what I'd like to do is really thank, first of all, anyone who's listening. And I also want to thank all of us who have participated, what we have dealt with regarding this. There will really be some companies that will not open again. There will be some services. There are people who are now unemployed that have worked their whole lives. There are people who will gain, but there are many, many of us who have lost a lot. And so I want to have some appreciation for our everyone's humanity during this pandemic. And, you know, I want to really thank all the essential workers and the leaders and the ministers who we've all had to stretch ourselves to provide anything to anybody from stocking the shelves at a grocery store to maybe, you know, to dealing with hundreds and thousands of deaths. You know, we don't know what it's like to deal with one death after another death after. I mean, it, it takes something. And I want you to know, I don't even know what it takes. I do want you to know we appreciate you. And we respect you. And there's something bigger. And I want us to really be engaged with from this conversation. What are your creative thoughts? What will you invent? Like something that's not existed before. What will you pioneer? Who are the thinkers out there? What innovations? What inventions? What's your vision? Who will you now be as a leader? Who will you now be as you plan your campaign? Who will you now be as you educate and train and teach your children? Let's create a real level field in this country 
and do the work that we've not been doing for years. It's time. It's time to look up and out, invent, innovate, and imagine. So I leave you with today and every day the conversation to be in and to be really, I'm serious, put yourself in this conversation, especially the movers and shakers, especially the game changers. By the way, the wannabes, like if you want to be, you want to be great, you want to serve, you want to provide leadership, you want to make a difference, you want to be heard, now is the time. Now is the time. I want to thank you for listening today. More to come. This is Sheila Speaks. And what I want to leave you with is trust life, trust communication, and trust God. I'll see you next week.